Okay, so first question, Shed, is why do you mm. want to do this interview? Why did you say yes? <laughs> um, good first question. Um, I suppose um, in my dysfunctional life, um, there's lots of reasons why I did it. Okay. One, to satisfy my ego, yes. which is probably what everyone says. Thank, no, oh. thank you for your honesty. Yeah, nice to be talked about, isn't it? We, we, we only have 70 years on the planet, maybe 80 if you're lucky, and, and out of those, probably 50 of those are aware, yeah. if you're not really aware, to yeah. 18, are you? Maybe. But, so, therefore, um, being written about in a book or in, 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 a, in a thesis is... Yeah a type of longevity, a type of immortality. Okay. So that, that's, that's quite exciting. Yeah. Um, it's also nice to give back slightly. So therefore, what's really important to me is when I was young, no one really told me and opened my eyes to the possibilities that are available. Yeah. So I think it's very, very important that I tell the young yeah. and even, even the older people um, you just remind people how brilliant the human brain is and how many exciting possibilities are out there. Okay. So how would you define a maverick? <laughs> Remember, it's a book on business mavericks. It's not for me to de define it. It's not for me to define it. It's, 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 it's for society to define it. The okay. Only, the only important... The important question is, is should we be encouraging maverick behavior and of course my answer is yes, yes. And, um, I define maverick behavior as um, always looking at what the status quo is yeah. and improving upon it okay okay so maverick a maverick is somebody that um, is a contrarian is, is who questions things who who isn't satisfied with the way things are and if we are to survive as a human race we have to be maverick. We have to think differently. We have to constantly improve because otherwise we're going to destroy our planet and destroy ourselves in the, in the, in the um, process. And the only thing that can save us is our brilliant brain and our latent ability to solve problems, which is creativity. So we have to, have to keep improving and keep looking for solutions. Otherwise, we're going to blow ourselves up with nuclear bombs okay. or, or ruin the rainforest. Nicely put. Why do you think you're a maverick? I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. I, I wouldn't say. I am. One man's maverick is another man's dull. Yeah. I, I, or woman. Um. It's for you to to define whether I'm a maverick okay. or not. Okay. You came recommended as one though. So if, <laughs> if a maverick recommends you, you get in. Unless I think actually, I don't know what happened here. Right. The London School of Economics actually developed a maverickism scale. I'm going to give you seven statements and you just need to say true, false, can't decide. Yeah. People tell me that I'm a maverick or words to that effect. Yeah, true. I have a knack for getting things right when least expected. Uh, I have a knack for getting right, not when it's least expected. I suppose true. I have a way of solving problems which is different from other people. Yes, true. I'm much more productive than other people. Um, such a generalisation. You can't, can't generalise over 7 billion humans on the world. Um, 
Don't know about that one. Okay. I have very unusual talents. <laughs> well, it depends if you ask the girls I've been with. <laughs> I don't know the girls you've been with, so I can't go there. Again, Billy, it's it's, it's just funny. It's such a strange um, label to give yourself. Mm. I, I, it's 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 um. Who's who's to say what strange is? I I I, I, I question the I question the label strange. Okay. I'm generally underestimated by people. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, God. Yeah, I should be president of the United States. Okay. Um, I don't... It's the, 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 the wonderful and also frustrating and also exciting thing about humans is you can never, you can never, you can never label one, one, one person... With one label, and True. and some and a group will never label you with one label. Some people will think I'm a genius. Some people will think I'm a twat. Yes. Okay. No, well, there I wasn't agreeing with the twat bit. Um, there you go. I do things differently and better than most people when I work. I, again, better is such a value judgment. Yeah. Do you know what that? I, everybody who's answered that question, they're happy with the first half of it, not happy with the second half. <laughs> Which I'm going to give the feedback to the people who designed this when I've done the 100 interviews. The only question that really, really has any bearing, and I'm questioning them all, to be honest. Yeah. The only question that has any bearing is the first one. Do people say you're, you're different, odd, unusual, um, inspiring, blah, blah, blah? So, so if other people say that, yeah. I can give you a concrete answer. Okay. Yes, they do say that. Right. Whether they're writing saying that is another question altogether. altogether. Because I think what's different changes and what's different should change. It should flux. And, yeah. and um, again, one man's, one man's odd is another man's normal. Yeah, true. So my next question, which, <laughs> which isn't part of the London School of Economics. Uh, good stuff. Why do you do things differently, Sharon? Because you have to. Okay. Um, if, you, if you don't... You wither and you die. And if you don't, also, also another reason, not only because it gives you a competitive advantage. Right. The other reason, the other reason is because it's fun and exciting. Okay. Can and you adventures? And can you give me an example of what you do differently and how? Just one example. In order to get a job, my first job in TV, there were 2,000 people going for it. Right. Now sent a CV and an application form. I sent a CV, an application form, and a pizza to the man who ran the company at lunchtime. Right. When he opened the box, it had a ransom note that I'd laminated, and the note said, want to give you a pizza in my mind. Okay, okay. Did you get the gig? I got the gig, and I worked there for six years. Okay. So, so, you know I mean? I'm always thinking, what does everyone else do? Yeah. And then I just up it slightly. And it's remarkable how easy it is to up it slightly. slightly and of yeah. course, stunts like that are only good if you then back it up with real content and real work. Oh, words. gosh, yes, yeah. But, but those stunts can get you noticed. And getting noticed is half the battle these days because we're all bombarded with so much information all the time. Yeah, exactly. Is what you do... Because I don't actually know what you do, um, <laughs> equated to the bottom line or something else. Always something else. And what's the something else? 
respect from men, adoration from women, and exciting life. Excellent. Is any part of being a maverick to do with having autonomy over your life? Yeah, every part. Okay. Fundamental. Okay. But I suppose you can you can slightly be a maverick in a company. Look at Jonathan Ives. But but I I think I think I, when I do my public speaking, um, I, I do motivational talks about creativity. Yeah. And um, I talk about the difference between an entrepreneur and an intrapreneur. Yeah. And I think you can be entrepreneurial within a company yeah completely oh, yeah if if your seniors like with you um believe in you and get you and then give you freedom to fail freedom yes. to fail is very important yeah um i just want to add to the question you asked me before about yeah. why why you do what why yeah. you do what you do um for me massively creative fulfillment yes in, in order to feel um, alive every day, seeing your ideas come to life and yeah. impact others is, for me, the reason for being. Okay, excellent. Does doing things differently require certain skills, talents, mindsets, and if so, what are they? <laughs> I like the way you read the question. Yeah, yeah, they, yes, it does. It does. Um, um, the first skill it um, requires is just asking why a lot mm-hmm. asking why and why not always helps um i believe a lot of maverickness if that's a word and creativity comes from demons right uh, it comes from being dissatisfied and being a thinker and being dissatisfied and being a thinker often comes from trauma early on early on in your childhood yeah so um i think I'm not saying every kid should be put through trauma so that they become a maverick. No, you can't Um, say that to an ex-children's nurse. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, I'm I'm careful about the next generation. But um, at the same time, I think that younger young people do need to be trained in um, in 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 rebelliousness, in contrariness, in looking for difference all the time, and um, not not accepting what is put in front of you um, and, and just striving striving to be better that's what we're good at our, our brains have evolved to solve problems so mm. we, let's use let's, let's solve problems okay what are the challenges to being a maverick um, everyone many people tell you no it'll never work mm-hmm. um, you're you're constantly most I think a lot of people have self doubt. It's much easier to go with the flow. Yes. It's much easier to to just put your head down and do what everyone else is doing. Mm. It doesn't take any effort, or it takes less effort and it takes less stress. Mm. It's hard to put yourself in in a position where you know that people will um, possibly be antagonistic against you. But the wonderful thing I've learned these days is because of the internet and, and its connectivity is that. Yeah. Even if you're, even no matter what you provide, what you produce, no matter what you create, how, many people will think it's wonderful. Many people will think it's appalling, yeah. and many people won't even give a shit. Yes. So, given that thirty-three percent breakdown, yeah, uh, and the rest, of the one percent is your mum. Yeah. Um, then it frees you up because. Actually, humans are so odd that even the Sistine Chapel, not everyone will agree it's a work of art. Yeah. Even the Beatles, well, not everyone will agree it, it, it's actually um, brilliant music. Yeah. So 
I take great satisfaction from that, which is no matter what I produce, as long as some people enjoy it and I can connect with those, job done. Yeah, that's a really good way of looking at it, actually. What's been the lowest point of your journey as a maverick? <laughs> Jumping off a cliff. Um, you did that? No. Um, the lowest point of my journey. The lowest, the lowest point happens every day. It's, it's um, a constant battle because people tell you no. And yeah. no matter how resilient you are and how, ma- how much you get um, over it, yeah. you, you, it's like a punch in your stomach. Because right. we're social animals and because we're intelligent social animals, what other people think of us affects us. And you've got to control that by using mind tricks like um, being aware that both praise and also negativity is just someone else's opinion. So yeah. you've got to hold it in front of you. Yeah. But, but still, you can't help be affected by others. And um, w- when someone tells you your idea is appalling mm. and it'll never work, that, 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 that's hard. Yeah. That's hard. Okay. But you have, to, you, have to, you, you have to battle through. So low points happen all the time. But the low points are massive signifiers that you are trying something. Yes. Unless you're trying something, you will never succeed. So the low points are signposts that you can latch onto. And when you have a failure, you can go, okay, the reason why I'm having that failure and I can acknowledge that failure right now um, is because I'm trying something and I'm going towards the goal. So this is good. This is a good thing. And I, I, I train myself to think like that. Yeah, it's really good a way of looking at it. Um, trust me, I had a hell of a lot of no's. I mean, like you're saying, you know, being brave is... I had a really good job. I was at the top of my tree. My last presentation was with the Associate Professor of Paediatrics at Harvard Medical School, ah. inter- international journal publications. And I suddenly thought, no, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. I haven't earned a salary for coming up to two years because all <laughs> I've done is interviewed people. But it just, my heart tells me, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what I was put on earth to do, and I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. Good on you, and it'll, it'll happen. Oh, it'll, it'll happen. Be it'll be huge. It, it'll happen. It'll be huge. What aspects of your, oh, by the way, the questions, I started off with about ten questions, but then a lot of these questions came out from Mavericks. This is what they said. So, what aspects of your personality, your character, influence your maverick approach? Um, the fact that I'm damaged, the fact that I'm um, creative, the fact that I'm um, contrary, the fact that I'm observant, the fact that I'm easily irritated, um, the fact that I'm um, fun, the fact that I'm exciting and adventurous. Um, it, it all pulls in. It, okay. Yeah. Are you born or bred a maverick, Shed? Um, I think that you can be trained to be to, to be creative. I, I define maverick as being creative and yeah. having adventures. Okay. Um, I, I think you can absolutely be trained to be creative. And our latent brain is creative already. Mm. Creativity is only just solving problems. And... That's how our brain has evolved to solve the problems, how to get food, how to get a mate. We don't need to solve those problems anymore because we've got supermarkets and Match.com. So <laughs> we, we now have, to, we can use our brains to, to create, to, to solve any creative problem. And um, I do think that some people have a latent, uh, uh, perhaps um, 
a way of being more sensitive, of being more observant, but actually, no, that's a dangerous route to go down. And you can, you can teach creativity, and I do teach creativity in my, in, my, in my speeches, and I'm absolutely sure that with just a few little techniques, simple techniques, for example, one of the techniques I choose is um, twist something very slightly that's already existing, yeah. and then you get you get a new idea or, or break a rule or um, look at what another industry is doing and apply it to, to yours. yours. Yeah, so exactly. I, I, I think that creativity absolutely can be taught. Okay. Do you think your childhood in any way impacted on you being a maverick today? Yeah. In what Def- way? Uh, my parents, uh, my mum is, is a maverick, my dad is a maverick, my, my mum is um, uh, very artistically creative, my dad is an entrepreneur, I think when you see two people close to you that are role models, yeah. um, not going through the convention of a nine-to-five job and um, not doing parties in a conventional way or anything in a conventional way, of course that affects you. So um, you have to be exposed to unconvention yeah. to, to integrate it, in, to, to, to know it exists. Okay. How is your enthusiasm and drive and energy related to being a maverick? It's pivotal um, because you're a self-starter and if you don't believe in what you're doing, no one will. Completely. (laughs) But at the same time, I know a lot of mavericks who are manic-depressive and so I I think that possibly... um, Having darkness yeah. and having down times, that's natural. We all have that. And actually, it can feed into your maritness because those the, the, the fear of failure, the fear of not being somebody, the fear of wasting your valuable life drives you being successful and exceptional. Okay. How do you see rules? <laughs> no such thing. Okay. Um, there's, there's societal conventions. They change every hundred years, if not every week. Um, they're just human creations, and all human creations can be challenged. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you always taken a maverick approach to business, or was there a particular trigger? Um, there were a number of triggers. One of the triggers was my soul screaming when I was working for, for in, in other companies. Yeah. So if, if, uh, if you work for a boss who doesn't get you or doesn't see the big picture or doesn't do things the way you would want to do them and you're stuck in a, stuck in a rut where you have to pay your mortgage, yeah. that, that's, that's very frustrating and often will make you jump out of that loop. Okay. Uh, my mum my and dad have triggered me. Um, also reading books and seeing other mavericks as I was growing up and even as an adult um, is inspiring because and that's what your book I I think your book will be hugely valuable because sometimes in order to just um, tell in order to improve humans you just need to show them it's possible like that famous tale with the four minute mile no one could do it, no one could do it, then one person did it, and then everyone... Exactly, exactly. It's just, sometimes you just need to show it's possible. Yes. And I've built a career on um, contrariness, I'm dysfunctional, 
and I built a massive career, a successful career, and 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 so everyone can. Okay. <laughs> now, are you always a maverick, or do you choose to be so at times, and why? Um. I think I'm always a maverick. Okay. But, but, but in some situations, no, no, no. And in my soul, I'm always a maverick. But in okay. some situations, you've got to be sensitive to what's, um, to, to what's needed. So when I do my corporate speeches around the world, even though I've done, um, I have material that's very maverick, which mm-hmm. is very out there. Yeah. I, I wouldn't do it because it's not suitable for the occasion and it might, might make people feel... Um, uncomfortable. So you have to have emotional intelligence oh, yes. as well as creative intelligence. So, okay. <clears throat> no, I'm not always a maverick. Um, you can't shout. You can't. You can't throw something in a in a public place. <laughs> you can't. You have to. You have to. You have to think about. Okay. I, I'm always, here's here's the here's the the top line. I'm always a maverick as long as it won't hurt anyone. Right. If the maverick, if the maverickness will enhance. The experience of me and others, great. If it won't, you don't do it. Okay, so you've kind of answered the next question, which was, do you turn the dial up and down on your maverickism level? And you gave a really brilliant example. Um, my question to follow that is, is this choice to turn it up or tone it down, is that a conscious or an unconscious decision? Yes, yeah, conscious. Conscious, okay. What are the advantages and disadvantages of being a maverick in business? <laughs> Um, the advantages are you are you're you're constantly you 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 win you win you win I think you win you you um you have a competitive edge all the time okay. and um, your life is exciting and unpredictable and an adventure. The disadvantages are people tell you no a lot. Um, it's tiring. It's um it's more effort. Um, but the uh, but the advantages outweigh the disadvantages. Yes, definitely. Has Asian experience altered your maverick approach? And if so, how have you grown? <laughs> Has what was the first part of the question? Has age and experience? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, one big thing is I've learned not to take rejection personally. Okay. Uh, and it's fascinating. I have 600 ideas in my portfolio. And what's interesting about humans is I can go into one meeting and be told that one, one particular idea is appalling. Then I'll go to the next meeting, which is the next day, and be told that that idea is genius. So yes, um, I've learned that rejection is often about the person rejecting. And, and, and there's a way of handling rejection. If you get... If you get which is natural, het up about it and yeah. um, defensive, which is natural for all of us, and I still do it, um, then that's not good in a meeting. Much better that you just view it as almost like someone else's idea and you just say, okay, no problem, I've got another one. Yeah, okay. And what's, or you just say, oh, what don't you like about that idea? And often someone will come round full circle and say, tell you in the end that they do like it. People, especially men, men are very odd and, and like to stamp their authority on a meeting. So they'll often say they don't like something just because then they're alpha male. Yes. And they then might come round and say that they like it and turn it into their own idea and yes. let them do that. Yeah, yeah. 
What aspects of your business are you most maverick in? Um, doing doing things that have not been done before. So that's the constant. Just okay. just looking at what the business, what what the looking at what has gone in the past, looking at what's happening in in, in at the moment in the market. Mm. Just constantly creating new and interesting offerings for your customers okay and your followers <laughs> and what about um what aspects of your business are you least maverick in what do you do just like everybody else um well i still have to sit in a car because i haven't got a helicopter but okay. that's coming that's coming okay how do you balance being a maverick with home life very hard very very hard very hard um, it, it, it seeps into everything so um, I think it's hard for the people around me my loved ones yeah but um, you don't balance it it's just you it's okay. not a, it's not a switch on switch off, off I don't think yeah exactly is any part of being a maverick related to the legacy you want to leave behind <laughs> yeah legacy's a funny one um no one, no one cares when you're dead, really. But these days, what's nice is you can leave a YouTube video that will still be on Facebook. <laughs> True. And, and maybe inspire someone. Um, does, does that matter? Yeah, yeah, that matters because people watching Steve Jobs' speech at the, the graduate, at the, oh, at yeah, graduation, yeah. that's the famous one, that still inspires people, so that's mm. important. But do I care about leaving a legacy? Um not really. Okay. I, you're, you're dust, aren't you? You're dust. I, okay. I think that what's nice is that you leave the legacy in the people you've met. But no, there, there is something quite. I, I no, I suppose I'm, I'm contradicting myself. I've written two books, and they're my legacy. I've done videos, they're my legacy. And if those can help people, if those can help other humans, wonderful. Yeah. How much, if anything, of being a maverick is related to give back or paying it forward? Quite a lot, quite a lot, I think. I, th I think um, because when I was young, pe certain people and certain books inspired me, I want to, I want to do the same for other people. Um, but I'm not a martyr, I'm not Mother Teresa, I'm doing a lot of it for my own gain, yeah. Yeah. selfish gain, whether that be money or power or, or fame or girls. So, um, yeah, I, 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 it's, not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a charity. Okay, okay. <laughs> I really like your honesty. I was talking to the um, one of the people I interviewed is the woman who wrote Pay It Forward. Brilliant. And she ah. was, yeah, the people I ended up with, Shed, it's just amazing. I, if I gave you a list, I sit here pinching myself thinking, how the hell did I do this? But yeah, she was saying that if you're an author, your book becomes your legacy. Whether yeah. you wanted to, it to or not. She also taught me a lot of other things. Mavericks <laughs> tend to be risk takers. What's the biggest risk you've taken to date in business? Um, I suppose I take risk every, every week, every day, because I'm constantly bankrolling my own products and ideas. Okay. And some of them fail abysmally, some of them succeed enormously. So I, I, I see the whole, um, the whole 
being a maverick as a risky proposition, but risk is exciting. Risk is um, risk keeps you feeling alive, and, and risk is the only way that you get big rewards. If you have low risk, you get low rewards. If you have high risk, you get high rewards. So okay. for me, um, I've, done, I've, had, I've done lots of risks. I left a very well-paid job in television where I was one of the bosses of Big Brother, to, to go and sell novelty gifts. That's that was a big risk. Yeah. And, and I've now sold one and a half million novelty gifts around the world. Um everything I do is a risk every day, but that's what keeps me alive. Exactly, exactly. Now, my next question is how many ventures have you taken in the past five years? And the context for that question is basically sometimes I interview people who just have business after business after business. Um, sometimes it's people who've got one company, in which case I say to them, how many projects have you done in the past five years? So I'll let you choose how that bet suits you. And then much one of the same, really. Um, dozens, dozens and dozens and dozens. Okay. Maybe, maybe in the last five years, maybe, I don't know, 100? Okay. Um, I, I'm constantly releasing new products. I'm constantly um, writing books. I'm constantly... Um, developing new websites, dozens. Okay. Dozens. So what would you consider as a success characteristics of a successful venture or project? Success according to Shed. <laughs> that um, it reaches lots of people. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, that it entertains a lot of people. For me, that it makes people think um, right down the bottom is the money. Okay, okay. And of the ventures you've done, what percentage were success? How many were successful according to that definition then? Um, I don't know the exact percentage, but I'd like to think that. Um, I don't know, I've never really thought about it. I don't think of it in that terms. I think of it in terms of, am I living every day to my best potential? Mm -hmm. And yeah, I am, yeah. Okay, cool. What leads to successful execution of a venture or project? If you knew that, you'd be, if if, if that's that's a null question, if you... (laughs) Um, Or is it? If we all knew that, we'd we'd be all living in the Caribbean. I, I, I... there are certain factors. Okay. Uh, it's the normal suspects, the usual suspects. Perseverance, attention to detail, I believe, is, is highly important because customers notice attention to detail and you care about them. Okay. Um, Humour, I think, is important. Um, honesty, I think, is really, really important in business because you're only as good as if you, if you renege, then you have yeah. that's, you've put, put the barrier down. Um, so honesty, yeah, honesty, humour, attention to detail, perseverance, and not willing, not willing to settle for for for, for the status quo okay. or something that's good enough. Okay, excellent. What do you do that makes the venture successful? I have a go. I start. That's half the battle. Yes. Half. The, I, I believe half the battle is starting. Okay. Most people. Um, I start things. Um, I have. I'm very observant, so I, I have a good attention to detail. 
Um, I'm high maintenance in terms of wanting things done well. Um, I care about the customer. I care about my brand. Um, and I never give in, never give up. Never okay, up. excellent. When a venture is unsuccessful, what do you consider is the main reason for failure? Um, the, the, the terms unsuccessful and failure are too judgmental. Mm-hmm. Nothing ever, whenever you create something, nothing is totally unsuccessful, nothing is totally a failure. It, it can always spin off into another thing. Yeah. Failure is defined as what, what pe- other people expect or what you expect. But often just by doing something, yeah. wonderful new adventures will happen and wonderful new products and ideas and money will come in. So failure is very rare. Complete failure is very rare. Yeah. You'll always be able to twist Dicks. something that doesn't quite work in the way you want it to work. Um, so nothing ever really truly fails it's quite interesting because a lot of the mavericks it's a, uh, have said that they've said you know because it's not it's not a failure because whatever they learn from that failure if you want to call it that um gets applied to the next project and yeah, yes, so fine. they were saying they learn from that so it's not it's not a complete failure because they it, it, it will reap success in the future is how they described somebody described it yeah, I also think that the, the, the failure of inverted commas has intrinsic value in itself. It'll take you up till the point of the failure. It'll take you on adventures. You'll meet new people. You'll 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 be exposed to new experiences, which mm. then um, make your creativity even better for the next time. Yeah. The, the only failure is not starting. Exactly. That's the only failure. Exactly. As a maverick, what are you afraid of? Um, not wringing every drop from life that you can. Okay. How important is team to you as a maverick? Uh, team is important. Um, I think that, um, but it's my job to be a leader. Yeah. Okay. Um, you, but but you can't you can't do much without brilliant people around you. So, team is vital. Okay. It's just somebody has to take responsibility and someone has to have a vision. And you have it's your job to take responsibility and communicate your vision to your brilliant team. Okay. And does being does being yeah. a maverick affect your approach to leadership then? Um, I'm not sure consciously, but it's just again part of me. So. Um, I, I would always encourage my teams to constantly think differently, constantly challenge what's going on, constantly come up with new ideas. Okay. How and where did you get your permission to be a maverick? <laughs> That's an oxymoron. <laughs> a maverick Call it what you need, like. A maverick doesn't need permission. Okay. That's, That's fine. It. That's just, it. Um, you just power on. Permission is permission is um, overrated. Mm. Remember, as long as, as long as you don't hurt anyone, yeah, power on. Okay, okay. Remember, because everybody's because of different life experiences, mavericks are going to answer that question in different ways. So that's interesting. Okay, 
You've touched on this quite a lot throughout the interview. So how is creativity and innovation related to being a maverick? For me, it's pivotal. Okay. And it's everything. Um, I don't think a true maverick, you can't be a true maverick, maverick unless you embrace and nurture creativity and innovation. So that, that, that's the essence of a maverick is... Um, doing things that haven't been done before, looking for new solutions, um, creating items and services that haven't been existing in the world before. Okay. Mavericks tend to be learners. What are you a student of? I'm a student of how to be creative, how to be more creative. Um, I'm a student of everything, really. Every day I'm learning. I'm learning how to sell, I'm learning how to pitch, um, I'm learning how to conduct myself in meetings, I'm learning how people react to what I do, I'm learning what makes me happy. So okay. you never stop. Excellent. Do you draw on other mavericks in any way? Uh, yes, sometimes they, they, you recognise a kindred spirit and um, they can they can give you they can give you encouragement to carry on. So that's what I think is brilliant about your book. Another reason is um, if anyone's got a hint of dissatisfaction or about their life or, or even not dissatisfaction, but if anyone wants to have more adventures, yeah, I'm saying go and fucking do it. Okay, okay. Is there anyone who's a maverick that inspires you? Yeah, lots of people. Um, Dyson... Um, yeah, they wouldn't let me interview him. His PR team wouldn't say... Keep said, trying, keep trying. I think you should send them your 98 or 99 and then say a lot of people talk about him. So yeah, yeah. Keep going. I think you're, you're a persistent person, so keep going. Um, yeah, I, I like Dyson. I think... Um, who was I thinking of the other day? Oh, Elon Musk, of course. Oh, yeah, his, you can't even get past the PR team. I must have emailed him about four. The only way to get Elon Musk is with a recommendation because if you email his PR team, you know they haven't even read the email and you get the blanket, thanks very much, but no thanks. Yeah, true. Um, Who else? Anybody else? Um, Hugh Hefner. <laughs> yeah, he's a maverick in his own way. Um... Oh, who do I think is... I was thinking the other day of someone I thought... Um, Richard Dawkins. Who's Richard Dawkins? He's the great evolutionary biologist of our oh, time. Oh, He's a genius. Okay. Um, who was I thinking? I was thinking of someone the other day. Um, okay, leave that for now. Yeah, no worries. You can email me after. <laughs> What do you have to suffer and sacrifice because you're a maverick? Um, I, I think that constantly striving is exhausting. So yes, um, and and constantly questioning things around you means you cost, constantly question yourself. So yeah. um, you probably have to sacrifice a little bit of uh, stomach ulcer, um, but. And not, not every maverick is, is anxious. Um, 
I don't think you have to sacrifice much. I don't see it as a sacrifice. I see it as just a way of being. Yeah. I, I see it as a positive way of being. Okay. Yeah. What motivates you as a maverick? What makes you think, today I'm going to jump out of bed and I'm going to do this, this, this and this? Um, just the desire to... The desire to be creatively fulfilled is really important. So to see, there's nothing, for me, there's nothing more thrilling than having an idea in your head and then seeing it come to life and people engaging with that idea. That, for me, is nearly close to sex. Okay. Um, and then the rest of it is to just to go on adventures, to see lots of amazing and inspiring places, to to spread a little happiness as you go by yeah. and to taste the best food. Okay. Is any part of being a maverick related to finding out who you are and what you're capable of? Yeah, I'd say so. I think, I think we're not taught in school that we're capable of huge things and we're not encouraged and we're not shown that actually the limit of the human spirit and the human mind is really large. Very, very Do you know, I was, I was reading about this school in the Bronx the other day um, and they were saying they're taking all these kids that would never have an opportunity and they put them into like this, some of them are getting up at half past five and putting the serious mileage in, yeah, because they've got potential, they've just never had people teach them that way and these kids are excelling and getting into the top uni, so this ability to drive the human potential forward whatever way you do it, is interesting. I agree. And I, and, and I think that, that, that telling someone, just showing them or telling them that they've got potential is, is, is very powerful and, and unleashes, can often unleash their latent ability in them. Oh, for sure. Do you like being a maverick? <laughs> yeah, I do, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Is, and is being a maverick important or a responsibility in any way? Um, I wouldn't say it's a responsibility. I'd say it's um, I'd say it's important in terms of a, a maverick. The, the only people that will push, we we all have to be mavericks because that's the only way we'll push humanity forward, and it's the only hope that we can ever um, have of surviving on the planet and and, and becoming becoming decent, loving beings. Okay. Now you've nearly finished the interview, on a scale of 1 to 10, how maverick are you? <laughs> not for me to say. Not for me to say. I'm, not so, I, I'm asking the question, not in comparison to anybody else, but in comparison to you. Not for me to say. Okay. What advice would you give to someone who feels they're a maverick so that they could be the best possible maverick they could be? That's a good, great question. Um, I would say, look deep into your heart and see what excites you and turns you on, like you did with your book. You have to attune, we should teach kids this, you have to constantly monitor your thoughts and be, be mindful of what you think is wonderful and what excites you. And times in your life when you've been um, you felt alive. So that might be a sporting event that you've succeeded in, or it might be a creative event you 
event you've loved or it might be that you've gone to see a movie or you've gone to see you've been to an, an antique shop and something has moved you mm-hmm. you have to monitor when you get excited yeah. and then you should gravitate towards that? the yeah. thing that made you excited and try and make you do that. try and make that your job yeah. try and make that your career yeah that makes complete sense <laughs> that is exactly yeah. what i'm doing Good, good, Exactly good. what I'm doing. Good on you. How do you promote and serve other people to be mavericks? How do I? Promote and serve other people to be mavericks. Well, I, I do I do speeches <laughs> to companies. Yeah. And um, my whole speech is about thinking differently and how to come up with great ideas and how to um, rock the status quo and how important that is because otherwise you get left behind. Okay. Um, so that's one way. I write books. That's another way. Um, I think just, um, yeah, you write blogs. Uh, there's lots of different ways of communicating okay. with people. But um, being true to yourself, I think humans very much bond to other humans when they can see that that human is being, is, is, is happy in their skin and, and almost in a groove. Yeah. When you watch somebody who is... Um, who's good at something they do and loves what they do, it's very attractive. Yes, for sure. What's your biggest ambition right now? Um, to crack Hollywood, to um, get noticed for what I do more, um, to inspire others and help others perhaps. If you could have a superhero power, what would it be? Um, great question. Um, to make food appear instantly, then I go to Africa, sort it all out, then I come back and carry on with my shallow life. Job done. Job done. As a maverick, what do you do for fun? I, I, my life is fun, my work is fun, so the two aren't mutually exclusive. But, okay. Um, I... I, I I have a good life. Excellent. One quote that defined you as a maverick, what would it be? Um, (laughs) It's a good question. Uh, Do what fires you. Do what fires you. I really like that. What would you like to have been asked that I haven't asked you? <laughs> how did you how do you manage being so good looking and so talented? <laughs> okay, t- I'll make sure I ask the next guy. And how how do you top, manage that? It's tough at the top. <laughs> it's tough at the top. So thank you for letting me interview you.